I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. To Goodison Park on Sunday, and for those of you not going, it is on Sky Sports at two o'clock. All looking forward to it, I'm sure. Talking of Sky Sports, I am joined by Dave Reed to preview this game. But before we exchange pleasantries, this show is sponsored by Luke Roper. If you want to get 20% off everything Luke have to offer, then use the code TVV20 and it'll do that for you. David, let's exchange those pleasantries. How are you? Well, I'm all right. Yeah, I've been. I feel like I've been struggling with uh, a cold for yeah, about same. two weeks since almost since before Christmas. I'm not my my usual voice. People know isn't this voice? It's no. just felt like it's dropped a little bit. Um, so I'm battling through. But uh, apart from that, I'm all right. You won't you? let standards drop, will you? You don't let standards drop for Absolutely stuff. Absolutely not. No, I'm I'm forever a six out of ten. Yeah, forever. And not in looks, though. In looks, at least a seven. A steady seven, <laughs> I would say. You've obviously you've been working today as well, transfer shows. No no mention of Villa, though, I'm presuming. No, nothing today. Uh, Sancho obviously got confirmed. Um, so the bulk of it was that, particularly at lunchtime. And then Eric Dyer as well arrived yeah. slightly unexpectedly. I think we weren't quite expecting it to advance that quickly. But, yeah, he arrived this morning. Um, so there was a lot of chat about that. Yes, no Everton really doing anything. No Villa doing anything on the transfer shows at the moment either. Maybe one day we'll get to talk about Villa on the transfer shows. But we're going to talk about Villa right here because, as I've said, they travelled to Goodison Park on Sunday. Now, I had in my head, Dave, that Everton were going pretty well. Sean Dyche was doing a good job, which he is, in in fairness. They're down the relegation zone due to losing 10 points, really. They'd be 12th without that 10-point deduction. They're actually on a, a run of four games without a win. In the Premier League, which I've got to admit, had kind of flown underneath my radar. Yeah, it had a little bit. I guess um, you know people might say they they were expected to to lose against Manchester City and B and M's not it's not what everyone does, is it? Just you know, people like us. No, it's not for everyone, is it? It's not mm. for everyone. But you're right. The the kind of story around Everton recently, over particularly since the ten point deduction, has been what a great job Sean Dyche is doing, which he is. Yeah, he is doing a great job. But I think more recently, I think. Uh, I, I was the same. I had it kind of in my head that they're on a great run of form when actually they haven't won since before Christmas. So I think, you know, it's probably, I know it's, I'm kind of stealing a phrase from you here, but it feels like a good time to play. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Everton. I don't think I can have that as my own phrase. It's quite a, <laughs> it's not very unique, is it? I, I can't say that I could have that as a as my own catchphrase and lambast you for using it. <laughs> Maybe you should. Maybe you should make it your own. I mean, I have I have said it a number of times. In in fairness, I don't think I've ever said it's a bad time to be playing anyone. But in fairness, we are second in in the league, so you know the the, the phrase has worked pretty well. As the season's gone on, we've just had a little look through injuries. Obviously, Emery hasn't done his, his press conference at the moment. We'll come on to Everton. They've got a few players missing for various reasons. But we are hopeful that Paul Torres, I would think, would be back. We'll know more in Emery's press conference on Friday. Tillemans, perhaps as well. Paul Torres is the, is the big one because I'm, I'm desperate to see him back in the team because we've really missed him. Yeah, we have. It's... Um... I listened to you and, and Jacob on uh, your podcast this week and it was about, and I agreed really, you know, when he, I didn't quite realise how good he was and, until he steps out of the team. And when he's been out of the team, you realise how, how good he is. Um, and that's, you know, not not trying to throw throw shade on, on Clement Longley, no, who is an, adi- an adequate replacement. It's just, Paul Torres is a, is a kind of another level uh, when it comes to, you know, the position that he's in and, and the way he's played this season. And I kind of agreed with you, you know, what what you guys were saying, that Longley is kind of, a, he's good at most things, but he's not amazing at anything. So, you know, as I say, an adequate replacement, but it'd be great to have Paul Torres back, you know, the, the, the kind of passing angles that he creates, you know, his incisiveness on the ball, the way he's able to carry the ball, you know, it has been a miss because Longley, it's it's not that he's bad on the ball. He's pretty decent on the ball. It's just not the, quite the same as Pau Torres. Well, Pau Torres is just so unique. Isn't he? I was reading something earlier. I think it was on Football 365. And they're basically saying he's been a great signing and he'd improved most Premier League teams. And Villa did so well to pick him up for the fee that they, they picked him up for. He he would be huge to, to come back. I think he is a real game changer in there just because he just can step it. He basically does what a, a ball playing number six does. As a as, as a centre back, and that gives so many advantages in the way of Villa build up. And I think Villa's Villa haven't managed to. I don't think passing generally has been great for Villa in the, in the last few games. I think he was really sharp. Everyone was putting the right weight on pass, doing it at the right time. In, in previous games, you think of the Man City game and the Arsenal games in particular, we just lack some kind of vibrancy and tempo when Paul Torres is, is not there. He almost dictates the tempo of the game from centre back, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. The passing hasn't been as kind of sharp and crisp as it has been previously. Um, you know, the Manchester United game sticks out a little bit as to as to uh, probably the, the worst I've seen as pass the ball, particularly in that second half this season. Um, and I just think against teams who like to defend, I mean, we saw it against uh, Burnley, we saw it against Middlesbrough. I mean, Burnley, Burnley and Middlesbrough, not necessarily low blocks, I don't think, but Sides that want to have or, or wanted to stop us playing by having men behind the ball. So having Pau Torres in there is another option. So when those sides do block off the the pass into Douglas Louise or Bibikar Kamara, Pau Torres is able to find that pass into the tens or into Ollie Watkins' feet. So having his quality on the ball is, a, is another alternative. And, and he's almost the way that we break down sides when they have men behind the ball or, or we face a low block rather than going from outside to in. So he, he's become such an important figure in that back line. Yeah, Everton will set up in that kind of way. They'll either be, be 
be quite deep defensively, or I think they'll they'll flood the midfield. I thought that was what Middlesbrough did well in the FA Cup game. They, they, they flooded that midfield and made it really tough for Villa to operate in the central areas like they like to. Like McGinn coming inside, for example, we didn't see much of that because there just simply wasn't the space to do that against Middlesbrough. So this will be a tough game. I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game. But as ever with, with Villa, you'd always fancy us to score. It just depends on, on what we do defensively. I've kind of come to the conclusion that I don't think Emery will play Carlos without Pau Torres now. I think unless Pau Torres is fit, I don't think he'll do the shifting concert to, to, to right back and putting Carlos in there because I don't think... I feel there's been something not quite right with Carlos and Longley together. I'm not digging either of them out, but there's something about that partnership that I, that I don't think works. So I think if, if, if Pau Torres is back, you may well see Carlos, you may well see concert. But actually, I think this is a game where we'll see cash and Moreno at fullback and maybe Kamara dropping in and, and building up from the back that way with the three. Did you agree with that selection-wise? Um, not not necessarily. Um, Stop disagreeing I, with me, Dave. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, I every mean, week. You know, if, uh, if Paul Torres is fit and available, it, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to, to see Torres, Carlos and Conza against Everton. Just you because, because of set pieces? Set pieces, they're a big team. Yeah, uh, it's a good um, point. It's a good point. Physical. Though. Disagree with um, me, order. <laughs> <laughs> it is so, a good, it's a valid point I hadn't thought of. My, my my hunch would be that he would go with, even if Pal Torres isn't available, my hunch would be that Conza would shift the right back and it would be Carlos and Longley. Um, sure and then Moreno on the, on the left-hand side. I do think we miss Conza in when he's not playing centre-back because his recovery pace is excellent. And I think he's improved so much. You know, his reading of the game is absolutely fantastic now. Positional concentration at the back as well is fantastic. So I do think we miss him when he's playing at right back. But I just think, you know, given uh, the physicality that Everton bring, I think my hunch would be that, that Villa will go with the, the three centre-backs as with one at right back. Yeah, Carlos didn't play in the FA Cup game either. Did mm. I? No, did I? I can't remember, actually. No, he did. No, he didn't. Mm. No, he didn't. I was completely. There's been too many games recently with the Christmas yeah. games. Well, Carlos didn't play, did he? So maybe that is something Emery was, was keeping in mind, not playing him this weekend, so he can be fresh for the for the Everton game on on Sunday. There's not really much we can do to make ourselves a tall team. You know, there isn't there there isn't the options there. That is literally the only thing we can do to make ourselves a bit less susceptible from, from set players and direct football, isn't it? There, there isn't really anything else we can do. I suppose we could play Dendonka, but we're not we're not going to play him over Louise or or Kamara, are we? I guess. Tillemans being back would be an, a useful option, although I'd expect him to start on the bench. If, if he does come back, Bailey probably on the on the right. You would you would think for the for, for this one again on the left. Maybe Ramsey sits out a, a game, and then I'm guessing Diaby and, and Watkins up top for this one. Yeah, I can't really can't really argue with that. To be honest, I think um, you know Jacob is still Ramsey is still for for me kind of feeling his way back yeah, in. He, he, sure. He's needed the minutes. I think he's had enough 90 minutes. I'm not saying for a second that he's not fit. I just think he's still, he's not quite hit the heights that he's had pre-injury and also in the last 18 months or so because he's set such high standards. Um, now, I do think, obviously, it will return. He's a, he's a brilliant player. I think he's fantastic. He's going to be great for us in the future. So it might, might well be time, you know, when Louise is back, now Kamara's back, that, you know, John McGinn shifts over to the left-hand side. Um, it is uh, Kamara and Louise. Uh, you know, I don't think you, I don't think you can drop Leon Bailey at the moment. Simply the way he's playing. 
and then it's a decision as to whether you go um, whether you go with uh, Diaby or Zaniolo or another different t- kind of combination. He, he might well decide to go with John McGinn as the as the player off uh, Watkins if he's still you know it's a similar sort of situation with Diaby really you know he set such high standards for himself at the start of the season that if there's a slight drop off you know and particularly when other players have had a real uplift in form like Bailey, like Tielemans pre-injury. He may decide to go with John McGinn as the kind of shadow striker or second striker and then still play Ramsey on the left-hand side. I think that's a real possibility. But yeah, I think Bailey is a certain starter, definitely. It's a shame not to have Emi Buendia because I think he scored three in a row against Everton, got a good record against them. So he'll be a, be a huge miss for this one because he seems to love playing against the Toffees. Everton-wise, we're not sure again because we're recording this on a, on a Thursday. We haven't had the press conferences yet with, with all the injury news. Dwight McNeil could be ruled out, which would be a boost for Villa because he's been really good for them this season. Calvert-Lewin's red got overturned, so he's going to be playing in, in this one. It's, good, it's actually good to see him back back on the pitch, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, because he, he just couldn't... Oh, God, what's going on there? The thumbs down. You're giving, yeah, giving yourself a thumbs down uh, on Calvert-Lewin. Oh, look at this. <laughs> People listening on audio won't know what's going on, but every time I'm in my hand, there seems to be a thumbs up or a, a thumbs down. But it is good to see him to see him back. I'd rather he wasn't playing against Villa, but I'm glad he's managed to get a bit more of a run of games this season. Idrissa Garner-Gay, who we all know well, will not be playing because he's at AFCON, so he'll, he'll be missing. So... Trying to predict Everton's lineups not easy. Maybe James Garner moves into the the centre and replaces Idrissa Garner guy. Dan Juma, who's a bit of a forgotten man, might come in and, and play on the on the flanks for Everton. But there have been games where they've lined up with a with with a back five. Ashley Young should return from injury for for, for this one as well. So they've got a, a couple of options with with what they do, haven't they, Everton? Yeah, and I think Dyche played uh, when they beat Villa in the EFL Cup. He played a five, I think. Um, and, you know, I guess the advantage with the five is that the outside centre-backs can almost follow the two tens or certainly pick up the two tens. You know, it'd be a savvy tactic, w- that would, actually. <laughs> and then the win-backs uh, pick up Villa's full-backs when they advance. So there is an advantage to that. And I think, you know, he's kind of rotated between Tarkovsky, Jared Branthwaite, and Michael Keane, you know, Michael Keane is the obvious one to come in if he does decide to switch to a three. Without without McNeil, I mean, you'd think Mikalenko would play at left wing back. Um, and then the, the other one is around Decore. I think Decore has been out injured and he was seen back in training this week. So that's a boost. But whether he's ready to start, not so sure. Massive boost having Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I really rate him. I, I, you know, he's got all the ingredients a little bit like Dom Solanke, really. He's got all the ingredients to be a top-quality striker. It's just about staying fit. And seems like now he's in a bit of a rhythm with games yeah. and with with his fitness. So, for his sake, you hope that he continues that. Obviously, we hope he doesn't score against Villa. But, yeah, I just wonder whether Daesh, the other side of the coin, if he doesn't want to play five, is whether he thinks, you know, he wants to be a little bit more ambitious. You know, they haven't won a game since before Christmas. So, maybe he wants to take a leaf out of other teams' books like Burnley, like Middlesbrough in how to combat Villa and absolutely do not press the back four, you know, absolutely block off the passes into the defensive midfielders with um, either one striker and an attacking midfielder or you push two central midfielders higher up and try and block those passes into the defensive midfielders. So, yeah, there's question marks as to how he wants to go about it, but, you know, you'd like to think that, Villa are kind of finding ways to win at the moment or finding yeah. ways to get a result, um, which, you know, in some 
in some ways, you know, lots of people say it's it's a good thing that, you know, when you're not playing at your best, you can find results, which it is. But I think, you know, Uno Emery would like us to kick into back into gear at some point and things haven't been quite clicking since uh, the Christmas period, just before Christmas. So uh, I think they'll be hoping that they can put on a good performance on Sunday. Yeah, it's almost felt like we've run out of gas a, a little bit since that since that Arsenal win. I mean, they were running on empty that day and managed to, to see it over the line and and win 1-0. But there has been an element of fatigue and, and tiredness, maybe just mentally knowing that there is a little bit of a break after this one will be a good thing for the players. Go full tilt for this one and then you know you haven't got a game next weekend because of the staggered Premier League fixtures. Maybe that'll that'll be a big thing. Right, we're not going to do predictions because we started doing them again and then promptly Villa lost a few games after, after we started doing the predictions. So let's go for a key man for each side, Dave, starting with Everton. Who is your, who's your key man for Everton in this one? Everton, uh, I think one to keep an eye on is Jared Branthwaite. He is going to be a star. Uh, he's got pace, he's got physicality. He can play as part of a back three. He can play as part of a back four. You know, if he's if he's playing as a back three as an outside centre back, he's got the pace to to live with any probably any forward in the Premier League. Um, and he's got he's good on the ball as well. He's mm-hmm. he's got everything. So he is certainly one to watch. You know, a lot of the top clubs are looking at him probably for the summer, and it's going to take a lot of money to get him out of Everton. But certainly for me, um, he would be one to watch from the Everton perspective. I'm going to plump for Jordan Pickford. I think last season and this season so far, I think he's been very, very good. Shot-stopping is absolutely unbelievable. Distribution is um, uh, unbelievable. I don't think he's the complete goalkeeper because I do think he's lacking a few things. But I think Everton would would have probably gone down, actually, if they'd had a worse keeper in the, the, than Jordan Pickford. He's a, he's a massive part of, of, of why they're sad. If he's always got a, a mistake in him, but he's also got world-class saves in him as well, Jordan Pickford. So he's always key to Everton because Everton games are always quite tight. Aren't they? He can he can keep them in games on his own sometimes and then they go down the other end and, and nick a goal. So I'll, I'll pick Jordan Pickford. Villa player, Dave? Yeah, Villa, I'm going to go for Emi Martinez uh, simply because, you know, I, I love his kind of penalty box presence. So he might have to come and collect lots of crosses hmm. um, and really command his area. And then... As we always say, he ends up making a top draw save every single game, and I'm sure he'll have to be at his best on Sunday to keep Everton out. So he's going to be really important um, for Villa at the weekend. So Amy Martinez is my pick. And I'm going to pick Bubakar Kamara. Could be a physical battle in that central midfield area. I think we really missed him the three games that, that he wasn't there. You know, Anana and Decore if he plays in, in midfield. That's a that's a energetic, physical midfield, difficult difficult to deal with. But if Kamara can do his thing and and break the game up, I thought he was excellent against Man City and and, and against Arsenal. If Bubakar Kamara d- does his thing, I think it gives Villa a, a massive chance of of taking three points from this game. It'd be important to do something early in this one as well. You know, Everton fans can get a bit. And a bit like Villa fans at Villa Park, Everton fans can get a bit antsy. A good you know, they're four without a win. Suddenly, they you know they don't start the game on on the front foot, or it looks a little bit nervy. That fan can always turn and make it difficult for Everton to, to play there at a big club, Everton. So, I think if Villa can do something early and maybe stem the stem the flow a little bit, I feel like we've let in a lot of um, a, a few early goals. Every time I'd be completely making that up. Have I made, have I made that up? Possibly. I think I have made that up completely, but not conceding an early goal, not going 1-0 down, I think would be paramount in the, in this one against Everton. Because the opposite of that, if you go 1-0 down against Everton, the fans go the other way. 
really get behind them. They then can quite easily get this siege mentality because of the, because of the deduction. So I think it's important not to go one nil down in this one. But I, I do think it'll be a tight game, and I do think it'll be a really really tough game as well for Villa. Dave, thank you ever so much for joining me for this preview show. Always appreciated, and thank you to you, the listener and the viewer as well. Numbers were an absolute joke on the podcast on, on Monday that, that I did with Jacob. A couple of really crucial topics in there. I think we were over 25,000 now across all platforms, which are, which are huge numbers for this little show. So thank you very much for those that have, that have watched that. Obviously, there was a few pivotal things in there, including our, our thoughts on, on the crest. Kit sponsor for next, well, kit make for next season, which we now know is Adidas, which is what we were alluding to in the show. And then Villa kind of gave that story to someone or someone found out for the, from the Telegraph the next day and it was it was in there. So, yeah, some good stuff in that part if you want to go back and, and listen to, to it. But, yeah, listen to this show as well. Well, actually, I'm saying that. You already will have listened to it because you'd hear me talking. So that was a stupid thing for me to say. I'm rambling on, so it's time for us to go. Thank you to Adam for producing as well and to Luke for sponsoring. Have a great weekend. Safe trip to those that are going to Goodison and up the villa. Podcast Network.